Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I want to first thank my Heavenly Father for waking me up this morning and for me to have the activities of my lamp. I also want to say to you that are out there to just hold on, be strong, which has a lot to do with our topic today. And today's topic here at Precious Predicaments, Love Talk Radio is entitled, Where is Your Faith? Now, we are seeing, we're hearing things regarding this pandemic. And yesterday, I did a show and we talked about overcoming fear as things are, we're learning new things in regards to the World Health Organizations and watching the news and the media. And it appears that many individuals are in a panic. Some are being disobedient. Stores are becoming empty. Water and toilet tissue is becoming a challenge to purchase, and it's becoming more difficult to provide for our family. But I believe that God is still in control. What about you? Where's your faith? Let's talk about it. Now, I have the first caller on the line. Let me log her on. Good morning, Miss Michelle. How are you doing? Michelle. Number ending in two, two. Can you hear me? Okay. She must have me on mute because I see the number. So today, more than ever, with what is going on, individuals are questioning, they're doubting. Even myself, as a licensed marriage and family therapist, I see clients on a day-to-day basis. And I want to tell some of you that are out there that are experiencing anxiety, depression, or it's affecting your mental health in regards to what you are feeling and dealing with, whether it's stress, I want to let you know that there is still help also out there besides tapping into your faith, that there are a lot of therapists out there that are offering telehealth services So you don't have to go into a therapist's office if you are afraid or concerned about being around other individuals. You can still talk to someone, but please reach out and and find out what resources are available out there for you so that you just won't get to the point to where you let your feelings and your depression overcome you. So, like I said, now with today's topic, where's your faith? Now, If you want to call in or you want to share what you're doing, what's going on, give me a call, 516-71914, because this right here is a very powerful topic, and not just for those that are believers, but also for non-believers, because people are watching us. People are wanting to see, okay, so where is your God? And how are you dealing with this? How are you handling this? You know, yesterday I was talking to Tammy, which I'm waiting on her to call in, and I went to the grocery store. And it was so funny because when I first walked in, things looked like it was going to be fully, you know, stacked and on the shelves. And then as I got into the middle of the store, I started seeing empty shelves. I started, you know, and I was like, wow, this is really real. But it was funny because the things I needed, I was able to get. And other things I already had. 
Now, I know the individuals are still out there looking for toilet tissue, and I called my daughter earlier, and I had her laughing because one of my um, apartments, at, not apartments, but the leases on my building, they sent us an email in regards to the tenants because they are concerned because it says we're having a problem with someone stealing toilet paper from the bathroom. Since toilet paper is in such short supply, we're going to issue each week their own supply of toilet paper that will be kept in the individual's office. Now, I was like, wow, for real? Even the other day when I was out and um, I noticed that some of the restaurants and some of the hotels are, you know, they have their own supply of toilet tissue and, and bottled water. But it's getting to the point to where individuals are trying to get in where they can fit in and take it from wherever they can. So it is a hot mess. But by that same token, is it something that we really, really need to just be out here going crazy over, especially if you are a believer and you have? Now, when we talk about faith, I want to first find out or talk about what is faith. Because a lot of times individuals get this misperception when we talk about these things and we talk about faith and just by definition of the word faith. It indicates, and I'm getting this from, it says new faith uncover faith work. It says believe. Now, when they talk about faith, it is complete trust or confidence in someone or something. A strong belief in God or in the doctrine of a religion based on spiritual apprehensions rather than truth. And what I'm finding is a lot of individuals want to challenge and say, prove it. Prove to me that there is a God. Prove to me that there was a Jesus. Now, when we start talking about the proof, you know, I'm reading something else, and it talks about in regards to what is the meaning of faith. Faith is the basic ingredient to begin a relationship with God. Faith is the assurance that the things revealed and promised in the world are true, even though unseen, and gives the believer a conviction that what he expects and faith will come to pass. In other words, it becomes so tangible that you now possess it. Now, that to me speaks volume, especially when you're dealing with or you're speaking with one that is a believer or a non-believer. Because, like I said, that kind of helps to reduce some of the panic that individuals are dealing with in the world. Now, I want to give you, the listeners, some other information. And this talks about... The word faith and belief are similar words because we get faith and belief kind of confused. But the Nelson Bible Dictionary defines faith as a belief in or confident attitude towards God involving commitment to his will for one's life. And Nelson also says belief is to place one's trust in God's truth. The word belief in Greek and it says, which means the confidence or trust. Now, I'm finding this all to be kind of interesting because 
When individuals go around talking about show me, prove it to me. I had a guy tell me the other day about Revelation, and he was talking about the Bible. And what he was saying was, it's so scary, it's so this, it's so that. But if you believe in the word, and we know we're not going to be here forever, and I'm not saying that it is the end of the world, but we have heard it be said that we're living in our last days, and that has been shown to us. So it's like, how much more proof do we need? Now, I have some information, and it talks about that there are three components of faith. It is helpful to consider the components of faith, variously recognized the emphasis in different models of faith as falling into three broad categories, the affective, the cognitive, and the practical. Now, when we go there, we don't want to confuse individuals. Because when we, when we get confused, it leads to more doubt. Now, I'm looking at some information, and we talk about where is your faith, meaning where did it go? If you believed it before the pandemic, where did your faith go? If you believe in, that you still have faith in God now and God is in control, are you walking around here panicking, going crazy, worrying? You know, what are you doing, and how are you handling this situation as far as how are you living your life? Because a lot of individuals are living in fear. A lot of individuals are panicking, and some individuals are going about their day-to-day life. Because bottom line is we don't have to stay to the point where we have our blinders on but we do just have to be mindful of some of the things that are happening. You know, I always just say I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. Now, I'm texting individuals. If you own, you can talk because you're not muted. <laughs> you know, I'm sitting up here, we're talking about faith. I have faith in God. I don't have faith in man because I know man will deceive me. When I try to put my faith in people, it just don't go well. <laughs> Okay, Michelle. Hey, Jeanette, can you hear me? Yes. Yes, I can. Okay, I'm here. I didn't know if you knew I was here. I knew you were there. Okay. I was just waiting. Go ahead. I'm listening. Because you know oh, I was. I didn't, want to, I didn't want to interrupt you. Okay. So since you're on and you're the first one on and other people haven't called in yet that was supposed to be on the show with me. Like I said, that's why I don't put all my faith in man because um, sometimes people don't always come through, but God will always make a way out of no way. So that I believe and I stand up. Now, my question to you, Michelle, with what, and you was on the air with me yesterday, so I appreciate you for that. I really do. How are you dealing with this when we talk about faith? Well, you have to keep your faith because if you don't keep it, you're going to lose your mind. So I'm just telling myself it's just another day and we have to get through it. And Mm -hmm. like you said, faith before this, all this happened. So I've got to have faith still and be positive. Mm -hmm. It's panicking like, like, I mean, I'm going to get ready to go out in a little while because I hear what they're doing. And actually, just so you know, I just saw on the news, they are actually going to let the disabled and the senior in stores are going to open a little earlier, one hour. If you have your ID and you're disabled or senior, they're going to let them in. They don't have to fight with the crowd, So, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. So, but unfortunately, I need to go probably this, today 
to get some things. Maybe tomorrow I might do that. I don't know because, you know, I mean, every day things are shutting down, but you got to just make sure, you know, you just, we're going to survive. I mean, we, we're going to be here because it's in God's hands. And just like with the earthquake, you know, if an earthquake happened right now, what are you going to do? If you weren't prepared for the earthquake, it's no different. So just look at it like, you know, I got to do what I got to do and get done what I got to get done and don't panic. But I mean, I know I've talked to some friends of mine last night and they were saying, you know, people are overreacting and then some people are starting to have restless nights sleeping, you know, and it's understandable. You know, I mean, last night I slept the night before I was up thinking about it a lot, but you know, I mean, it's going to be the way it's going to be. So that's, Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to deal with the best I can and, you know, like be positive and keep busy and I have my kids home and, and so things like that. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and it's interesting because um, I think I was talking to you yesterday, and I, what I was, and I knew I had to go to the store, and I went to Winko's, and when I got there, I noticed that they were only letting a certain number of people in at a certain time because they didn't want the store to be, you know, congested and having so many people in the store. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm looking at all the little nice little goody goodies on the outside. I'm like, well, maybe they must have some stuff in here, you know, and I still wind up spending over $200 on food, so I may do, you know, with the stuff that they did have. I wouldn't go drive myself crazy. I had enough to make some, some dinners, some meals, and I got home, I cooked me a dinner, and, you know, and I'm just stretching it out. Even though the teacher kind of kicked me out of Compton, so she ain't letting me come to Compton tonight, which is fine, because I got to go back home to Oceanside anyway, because I got a doctor's appointment in the morning, or a DMV physical. But the thing well, you, is, oh, you know what? They're not going to have that. Have the what? You better call them because they're they shut uh, all the. You have a physical tomorrow. I have um. I have to renew my driver's license. My driver's oh, license I, I, expires on Thursday. I think they're closed. Well, I'll call them because I just made the appointment last week. I waited till the last minute to do stuff. I know. So this is which, like a little cleaning. I'll call. I'll call and follow up. You know what? If well, that's the case, you won't be able to get through. You have to go on to well, DMV because it was announced. DMV closed. And where are you going, Oceanside? No, I'm not going to DMV tomorrow. I'm going to do the physical, and then they electronically submit the paper to DMV. And the thing is, I want to downsize my license anyway because I don't need a Class B passenger endorsement license. But I'm just trying well, to cover all my Hmm? Where are you going for the physical? In Oceanside. Yeah, but I mean, I'll, I'll tell you that I'm okay, here. I'll tell you that I'm here. They're all down, just so you know. Well, I didn't know, I didn't know they were closing DMV down. If they close DMV down, that's fine, because I have an um, appointment with DMV, but my appointment is not until the 27th for my DMV appointment to get my to yeah. renew my license. Well, no, I mean, they canceled my doctor's appointment also. my They canceled my physical. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll definitely find so, out because I noticed they were saying if you had a mammogram or something like that, they were canceling. But this is something that's non-evasive and stuff like that. So, you know, like I said, I'm not going to worry about it. I just don't want my license to expire. If they do, it do. I just be either, what they call it, I'll be riding dirty or without a driver's license. So I'm tired of driving okay. anymore. I don't 
gonna, I don't think they're gonna work about it. When? That's right. When's your birthday? My birthday's in April. April what though? April seventh. I couldn't remember when I, I don't know what it was. So well, you have time, so you're still safe if they do cut it. If they do, if you can't go and do it now, but um, if you have to do your physical, because that's they do the same thing with me and doctor's appointments, and then also um, all the elective surgeries and programs. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. People are and now they're and they're even talking about. I guess people are going to get more panicked because, and that's why they should just keep the face because, you know, they're trying to stop this, but they're limiting down to people now no more than 10, group, 10 in a group. First it was 250, then it was 50, now it's down to 10. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's interesting because I was just talking to a person who owns a bar, and, um, you know, and he was saying that he's kind of, Okay, because there's resources out there, and for those of you that are business owners, I learned today that they have what's called the SBA disaster relief. So individuals can go online if you own a business and your business is being affected by what's going on, that they are providing um, either no zero interest loans, and they're doing things to try to help individuals with this economy. And, you know, some of even the landlords are telling individuals, don't even worry about your rent because they know that it's affecting individuals in a lot of ways. And, you know, so you just kind of, you just got to stay strong. Now, when we talk about faith, and I'm looking at some information, and it talks about is your faith. And it says, one day Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they got in this boat. And started out. As they sailed across, Jesus settled down, take her for a nap. But soon the fierce storm came down on the lake, and the boat was filling with water, and they were in real danger. They went and they woke him up, shouting, Master, Master, we going down. When Jesus woke up, he, re- he rebuked the wind and the raging waves, and suddenly the storm stopped, and all was calm. And you know, I want to say this too. Can you imagine Michelle even being on that boat and all that stuff was going on? People probably freaking out. But the thing is, we start talking about faith and the reality. Do you know, I mean, I just lost Michelle, and I want to say to her, even when I was at the store last night, the rain was out of control. I walked out that store with all them bags, all that stuff, and was getting soaking wet. But I said, you know what? This too shall pass. I got to my house. I just sat in the driveway. I said, Lord, I don't want to get out here and get wet. But there is so much going on. I'm glad you're back, Michelle. I was saying how when I left the store and talking about the people on the boat and, uh, you know, with their faith, and I was saying how when I left the store last night, it was raining so hard, you know, so that was a whole other issue that we we dealing with. But can you imagine being... If you was one on the boat, they were. The reality is that something that they were, they had rightfully to be fearful of, they was on the boat. But they wondered what faith it is that Jesus wants them to have. Faith is to let Jesus sleep and trust that the winds and the water will not harm them or him either. Faith that Jesus will take care of it when they wake him so they didn't need to panic and say that they were going to be destroyed. 
and faith that Jesus would wake up in time. You know, a lot of times when we're going through this, Michelle, and we're looking at what's happening in other countries and states, and, you know, it's affecting um, with individuals going out to vote, you know, people going to school, getting education, people going to work, people, it's impacting individuals in so many different ways. What is your perception of it? You know, that plays a big, big part of it. Now, Cammy still ain't here. Tony still not here, so I don't know where they at. I know Tony said he was sick, but um, waiting on Tammy. She said she was on the phone, so hopefully they will call in and they can give us a biblical perspective in regards to what it says when we talk about faith. I'm looking at something too, Michelle. I kind of want to run by you. And it talks about, and this is coming from the dailylocal.com, and it says, in perspective, where is your faith in Jesus anchored? In 2 Corinthians 5-7, we walk by faith, not by sight. Now, four words. That is what I was struck by this morning. And the four words that the individual had read when we start talking about this and what does that mean? I'm going to ask you, Michelle, what does it mean to you when they say we walk by faith, not by sight? What would you talk about that or your perception? When you walk by faith, I heard you say when you walk by faith, but not by what? Not by sight. By, by sight. Well, you walk by mm-hmm. faith. You wait, whatever, it's going to happen. I mean, it's like you said, it's in God's hands. You're not going to go by the sight of, you're just going to throw yourself into a panic and Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. You have to, if you just don't keep the faith and be positive, and then you just walk and look at the site, like when you said you walk into the store and you see all the people going crazy, you know, that's going to change your faith because you're looking at negativity instead of positivity. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah, and see, and what happens is, is what you see it. See, when we start seeing things, we start believing it. But then if when I first saw it and everything looked all great, it wasn't until I got into the middle of the store that I saw the shelves and stuff was empty, but I was still able to get what I needed in order to be able to get me through. So I didn't take the fact that when I saw the empty shelves, you know, and Tammy had me cracking up because I took a picture of a basket. Tammy said, at least you was able to find some bread. At least you found some milk. But I haven't ate a bowl of cereal in so long. And as soon as I got home, instead of trying to cook dinner, I made me a bowl of cereal. I put me some ribs in the oven, you know, put my barbecue sauce on it this morning so I can have dinner when I get home tonight. You know, I just took care of things little by little. I got up this morning, I made me some breakfast. So when we start doing these things, yes, what we're going through, it is going to change how we do things on a day-to-day basis. But we have to get back to the basics when we talk about what is it that I'm looking at. Now, even going back to that, there's also some information, and it take a look. It says at Luke 8, 22 to 25, and when we talk about that even with Luke, it goes back again to the ship and being on the boat. But when we read the words too quickly, we miss what Jesus is asking them. It's the same thing he's asking us. Where is your faith? Do you place your faith in what you see with your eyes and your ears? Is your faith in what you feel? Now, 
when we start talking about that, these feelings, and we know, Michelle, my feelings come and go. Feelings change. Like I said, I felt good to know that there was still some food in there. Then I was like, uh-uh, Lord, I got to pay for this. Then when I had to walk on that rain, I was like, oh, Lord, now I'm going to get wet. Then I had to unpack the stuff. Then I had to, but you know what? I still kept a positive attitude because I kept my mind stayed on God. And, you know, because, Michelle, there are people out there that don't even have the money to go and buy some food, you know, that may have had to be out in the rain last night, even though all of this stuff is going on. You and I talked about that um, a little bit yesterday, talking about the homeless population and what are they going to do, you know, with all of this stuff that is going on and if individuals are being quarantined. And the one thing that they're seeing, and they're giving us hope, but we know tomorrow is not promised. We get that part. But it doesn't mean we have to freak out and also panic. Anything else you want to add to this show, Michelle, as we're talking about where is your faith? Um, no, I think you said uh, basically said all it said it all. Um, mm-hmm. I I mean I you have you have to stay positive and have faith. And if you don't, then you're going to be, you know, like you said, when you went and got the food, you got what you could use and what, what you could use and need. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it's better than not having anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is true. So I'm, I'm, my, is my, my daughter is in the middle of needing me, but I have to help her real quick. But, uh, you know, me and my multitask. Uh, I get it. I I totally get it. I totally get it. Now, when we start talking about these things, you know, because it's not until a lot of times in times of disappointment, heartache, sickness, sickness, or discontent, when the storm starts raging. I, I mean, I love that song, when the storm starts raging in your life, and sometimes it's hard to tell the night from day. But all around, God sometimes feels and the very far away sometimes. And how could he let this happen? Why isn't he doing something right now to stop or fix it? He could have prevented the storm, and he didn't. And sometimes individuals get upset with God, and they cry out, Lord, don't you care? And we got to go back, and like I said, to the word. When a person told me about a revelation, and last night when I went to bed and I started reading revelations and I got sleepy, I said, you know what? I know I'm tired. I know I worked all day. I put Revelations, each book, and I put it on Audible Bible so I could just listen to it to go to sleep. And I was still able to get me some sleep. But when we start talking about the Lord don't care, we know that our God is a, a, a loving God and a caring God. And if we are not currently experiencing a time of difficulty or a time of doubt and uncertainty, we should get ready. Because as Jesus assures us, in John sixteen thirty three, we will. I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. That is powerful, very powerful. Now, a lot of individuals I'm finding in regards to believers and non-believers and you know, I had a conversation with someone, and they were talking about God, and, 
And every time I would say something, they would misinterpret what I said or they thought that I was trying to force something on them. And when we start talking about being in relationships, because relationships is very, very important. Now, I'm reading something, and it talks about the life.com, and it says, Jesus in the midst of a storm. And Luke 8, to 25, and Mark 4, 35 through 40, we find the disciples again, we go back on that boat. And I kept, the, you know, part of that, and as they crossed the sea, raging storm came up with them out of nowhere. That storm was a pure example of how it is viewed in regards to where individuals' faith was. Because how often have we been in situations like that when there seems to be no way out and there's nothing we can do to save ourselves and the same desperation that the disciples must have felt that night, the storm was too big. You know, we're looking at, you know, and, and it's, it's kind of interesting, especially when we're seeing that a lot of our celebrities and loved ones are being told that they're uh, testing positive with the coronavirus. So it's getting so close to home. And then I've heard other individuals say that of all the individuals in the world, that's still a, a small number. That is true. But that doesn't mean that we have to be disobedient, stop taking care of ourselves, and stop doing what we're supposed to be doing, like wash our hands, stay calm. Now, when we start talking about these things, and I don't want to keep repeating the same scripture over and over and over again, but I do want to say when we start talking about our faith, our faith requires action. And faith seeks God in all things at all times. Now, it indicates that Jesus invites us all, or all of us, who are overwhelmed to come to him. Now, just because it says come to him, it doesn't mean that, you know, and, and today more than ever, we need to, like I told the person yesterday, I would rather even my children to believe in something in the fall for anything. Now, it looks like Lady T is now joining us, so let me log her on. Hello, Miss Lady T. How are you doing? Hello. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm hanging in there, you know, because we're talking <laughs> about where self faith and We're trying to get individuals to have a better understanding of what faith is and what faith means because so many individuals mm-hmm. are like, you got to prove it, and people are lying, and, you know, and people are at such a disarray, but I was just talking about how our faith requires action, and mm-hmm. it needs a miracle. You know, I was taking pictures and, you know, going back and forth with you yesterday about my basket, and then when I got home, mm-hmm. I saw all the stuff I had, all the meals that I could prepare, you know, and it, it kind of brought me back to when they talk about, um, Ryder had brought me a piece of paper because he goes to a Christmas school now, and it was talking about mm-hmm. how Jesus just fed a multitude of people with uh, two fishes and the five loaves of bread. And I'm looking at all that food mm-hmm. like, okay, put this tonight, I'm going to make this tomorrow, I'm going to break this down, I'm going to make me a bowl of cereal, I'm a, you know, because I had faith. And you know, talking to me, mm-hmm. I told you, I'm going to go to the store, even though I didn't want to, but I mm-hmm. did. But when we start talking about a miracle, now, I don't proclaim to be a biblical scholar because I'm not. I always tell individuals about relationships with, with their God and their higher power. Now, when we talk about it from a biblical perspective, Cammie, as a first lady, 
We talk about mm-hmm. where is your faith. What does that mean when that question is is um, asked of us? Oh, we're having uh, we're having a, a bad connection. I don't know what's going on, but where is your faith? Yeah, where mm-hmm. is it? Is your is your faith in God? Is it in man? Where is it? My faith mm-hmm. is in God because I trust God. My faith is not in man because man will let you down every time. Mm-hmm. My faith is not in things. It's not in material things. My faith is not mm-hmm. in my home, my vehicle, because those things can go away. You can lose those things. They can break down. Anything can happen. So when your faith is um, rooted and grounded in God and in the word of God, then you can't go wrong with that because he will be there for you. He will not forsake you. He will bless you. He will keep you in perfect peace. He will just be there. Whatever you need him for, he'll be there. So mm-hmm. that's why where your faith is, it needs to be in God. Right now we do have, because of this epidemic, we do have people that are panicking. But when you trust God and you have faith, you don't have to panic because when you have faith in God, guess what? You have the knowledge of God. You have the wisdom of God. So you know how to navigate through this. You know, you just take the you know, the right precautions. Some people just have that, oh, yeah, um, no, we we believe that God going to protect us from this virus. Yes, but also you have to use wisdom. You have to have knowledge, too. So um, God didn't say be a fool, you know. So you can't be foolish in dealing with this. If they're putting out guidelines and they're telling you how to, you know, to how to avoid getting the coronavirus, then you need to take those proper steps to do it. Mm-hmm. Because while we're here, we still need to follow the laws of the land. You know what I'm saying? So a lot that's of people true. get that mixed up and twisted. So that's why, you know, you need, when you're reading your words, you need to read it thoroughly. You need to get an understanding. Don't just read one section and don't get read another section and get a proper understanding. Mm-hmm. You know, I like how you put that, Tammy, because a lot of times individuals are like, prove it. You know, I had a person come to me yesterday, and they told me, they said, and I don't even know why they came back, because I hadn't seen them in a very long time, but they came back. And they said, you know, I used to be an atheist, but being around you and talking to you, I enjoyed it, and it changed my perspective on a lot of different things. And mm-hmm. I looked at a picture she showed me, and I said, that is not you. He said, I know. I've changed. And I was just like, wow. You know, and so much stuff was coming at me yesterday with all of them spirits. And then I had another person coming in and, you know, and I'm trying to talk about being equally yoked because some individuals are on different places in their relationship with God. And I was talking to somebody about church hurt because sometimes individuals, we talk about where is your faith? When individuals have been church hurt, Tammy, it seems like that kind of compromised their faith, too. They start doubting mm-hmm. God. Or they want to mm-hmm. blame God. You know, I used to always say we blame God, we blame Obama, hell, sometimes we blame Jeanette. So it, it's getting to mm-hmm. the point to where we're out of control because people want proof. Prove it to me. We need a miracle. I didn't ask when I walked out Winko for that rain to be coming all down on my head. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, it's raining. You know, we got to deal with this, too. But the rain can wash away some of the stuff that's in the air. And sometimes we don't even realize mm-hmm. that. So when we start talking about if we need a miracle, 
then we have to realize that God is the only one who can perform one. We must go to him in mm-hmm. prayer, casting all our cares on him. Then we need to trust that he will handle it right. in his way and his timing. I think, Tammy, that's one of the biggest issues that a lot of individuals have with faith is they want it when they want it. They want it Burger King. They want to have it their way. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that, or what has been your experience with that when people are like, Lord, I prayed on this? And sometimes you've got to be careful with what you pray for because I know even right. therapy, looking at couples and, and people come, I'm like, uh, you thinking to myself, you know y'all didn't have no business together in the first place. You know, and I know I've done things like that my dog on show, so I get it. I totally get it. But mm-hmm. they want a miracle, mm-hmm. they want you to fix it. I had a person say, well, it seemed like you advocating for a divorce. No, but if I would have known y'all a little earlier, I would have told you, you know y'all don't need to be together. So a lot of times individuals are in yeah. so much pain, they want it to go away. And we know sometimes some things people do to themselves. Well, I mean, what are you praying for? Why are you praying for? And what is your motive for the prayer? Are your Mm -hmm. motives pure when you're praying? I mean, are you praying for something that belongs to someone else? It depends on, you know, the motive of your prayer. I mean, is it just genuine because you have a prayer life, you have a relationship with God, so are you just praying because that's what you do? That's a part of your lifestyle? Or are you praying because, you know, you don't live, excuse me, a holy and separated life. You don't live a life of Christ, and but you know God, you know of God, you go to church, but you don't have a relationship. So when something's going wrong, you just decide, let me pray because I need God to move in this situation. Mm-hmm. You can't help God. You can't go to him whenever you need something. You have to be consistent in your relationship with him. And, you know, mm-hmm. and then with the with the church hurt, you got to understand what that means, church hurt. So that means someone in the church hurt you. That means another church hurt you because we are the church. So God didn't hurt you, and you can't blame God for you allowing someone to hurt you instead of going to them and correcting it and asking them, why did you say that to me or why did you do that to me? Why did you feel it was okay? Getting an understanding mm-hmm. as to why it happened to you. Don't automatically blame God and then leave church and be like, oh, I'm done with church because they did this to me. Because it don't matter where you go. Are you going to leave your job because one of the coworkers called you a name? No, because you got to pay your bills. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, That's come on. True. You can't let nobody, if you are rooted and grounded in the word and you're strong in your faith and your relationship with God is strong and it's solid, then who – can't nobody hurt you. You can be like, okay, if, if that's what you feel, that's your opinion. Okay, God bless you. You know, you don't let nobody run you off from a place. If you say God called you and you're supposed to be there, you don't let nobody run you away from that. Mm-hmm. Because just like you need your job, you need Jesus. Because I'm telling you, <laughs> there's things that we go through that we know man can't get us out of. We know it's got to be a move of God. That is true. That is so, so true. You know, I'm, I'm looking at a text message I just got from one of my employees talking about, I don't know if we need to cancel our group tomorrow. You know, I'm like, I'm sitting in the office. If people come in, they come in. 
you know, I, I told individuals in regards to therapy, if they're sick, they can do telehealth. But by that same mm-hmm. token, even with churches closing, you know, their doors, and part of closing their doors is because you get individuals from all walks of life. You right. don't want to spread it. It's not that they're compromising, meaning that, well, if the church is closing, where is God? If God's supposed to be in the church. You know, do you know individuals are even saying that? Not realizing that a lot of it has something to do with the fact that you're getting people that may be in the church that may have the virus that you don't want to expose right. other people. That has nothing to right. do with God. So, right. I mean, it, ooh, Tammy, I've been hearing so much stuff is crazy. But you don't want to call I believe. it. But it's, right. just, it's all um, for us. I think it's wise right now for a lot of churches to close, depending on your membership. Because like you said, if someone has the virus, they're not going to walk in church and say, oh, I have the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. You know, in some strange way, they might be going in there knowing they have the virus and just like, okay, I'm coming here because God is going to heal me. But, you know, God, God, can heal, God can heal you in the hospital. God can heal you staying in your home because you don't want to spread it to other people. So right now, until this is, you know, contained, then they do Mm -hmm. need to, uh, yeah, you need to be contained. They do need to, you know, follow some proper guidelines and just take precautions. So there's nothing wrong with doing church online and everything. And some churches are like, well, I'm staying open anyway because I got to pay the bills. I got to collect this offering because these bills still got to be paid. The bills don't stop. Okay. Because of that. Like you said, if people right. see if you're quarantined, if you have something going on, you shouldn't want to infect other people. But again, that has nothing right. to do with the church. But if it's the motive is just to keep right. the doors open, just to get money, you know, I was talking to a person and you know, and he was saying that the lease on their building is like twenty five thousand dollars a month. I was like, Woo You know, and he said the landlord mm-hmm. told him, Don't worry about paying your rent this month. You know, right. that's favor. That's God working through somebody. So mm-hmm. it has to be honest with what your, what your motive is. You know, if that's the case and you taking your butt up in there, you may be taking a risk too. So like I tell people, I'm covered. I'm covered by the blood. So I'm not going to sit here and drive myself crazy over that. But by that same token, if you sick, stay at home. You know, if you if you need prayer, call a prayer line. Let somebody pray for you if you know and right. you recently learned that you've been um that you've been exposed or if you are infected. Because they have said right. it has been ninety nine percent survival rate that some people are living. It doesn't mean it's a death sentence, but then again, if you stand on his word and we know we're living in our last days you know, it's like we don't know if it's going to be the coronavirus. No one knows the time nor the hour. We don't know. Right. But the right. reason by this pandemic, because it's happening all over the world, I think that's partly what put people, put, putting people at a disarray. Now, faith, trust God and his word. We either go trust God or we don't. We either go trust his word or we don't. Faith, Tammy, is a choice, not a feeling. We choose to declare mm-hmm. our trust in God regardless of the way things appear. Never forget that God sees our lives from beginning to end. 
He is all-knowing, all-caring, and all-loving. There is nothing in the li- in our lives that goes beyond his control. When we trust him to bring about the victory, we won't be disappointed. You know, mm-hmm. and a lot of times we don't want to accept some things, you know. What is your take in regard to that? When we talk about faith tr- means like trust God and his word, because you can't have one without the other. Yeah. Well, hey, like you said, faith, faith without work is dead. So if you have faith, part of the work is doing what you're supposed to do. Part of the work is praying. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, have, you have to activate the faith. Correct. You have to show that you believe and you do have faith. Mm-hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. and you trust God to do it and to move. And like I said, a lot of people are panicking. They, I mean, they acting like something big is going to happen. But, and a lot of people are like, they acting like it's the apocalypse or the end of the world. Well, that that would be crazy to buy everything out the store because if it's the end of the world, some of y'all, you ain't going to make it, so you don't need food anyway. (laughs) Where are you taking it to? And some yeah. people are gonna be called up and gone, and, and so the, the ones that's left here, <laughs> you know, I know, that's what I'm saying. You know, I, it's I, like uh, when they come out, the world was ending in in um, 2000, and they went out and bought all this stuff. Why are you buying all the stuff out of the stores, water and all this stuff, if the world is ending? You ending too, girl. Uh, uh-uh, Tammy, no, my landlord. Out a blast email because somebody's stealing toilet tissue out the bathroom. <laughs> the landlord said, I said what? I'm a they stealing toilet tissue out the bathroom. My landlord said, uh, Yeah, <laughs> they owe toilet tissue because people stealing toilet tissue. Yeah, yeah that's what people have <laughs> been doing. They've been stealing toilet and people are going into their gyms and stuff and they get them little, them little containers out of Walmart and Filling the containers with the um, hand sanitizer off they gym. Girl, they just steal it. I'm just like, for real? For real. You know, and that goes into the next one is where fear and faith collide because it is colliding for some individuals, and then we got to look to Jesus. And that takes us again mm-hmm. back to that boat because uh, they all survive. And, you know, and it's funny how, it's funny, but it's not funny. They've been using the Gloria Gaynor in regards to the hand washing, singing the Gloria Gaynor song, I Will Survive, just to let you know you, you will survive. <laughs> you will survive. <laughs> so, yeah. um, Michelle, any, I think um, I think closing down certain places, I think closing down certain places, I think churches right now, it's not long. They said 15 to 30 days. I think it's good to do that for now because, most people that are affected are children and senior citizens, and we know that churches have a lot of children and senior citizens. Mm-hmm. A lot of places have children and senior citizens, and then a lot in the churches and other places, you know, schools have children and senior mm-hmm. citizens, and they also have people with illnesses. So those are the people that are being affected most. So you just mm-hmm. want to take precautions and be careful because where you might be good you should want to care about somebody else and not be selfish. You shouldn't want nobody to have to suffer from this. So 
So you Correct. should take precautions not just for yourself but for others as well. And that makes sense because they talk about the elderly are children and individuals with a compromised immune system. It's like, come on, that is common sense. But people right. are getting bored. Girl, my pet go call me talking about uh, I need to rent a car. You want to go to Vegas? I'm not going to Vegas. What am I doing in Vegas? You know, right. trying to find a you No, know, it is not that serious. <laughs> They not, yeah, and they don't close them down because that's too many people in the casino. Thank you. And to go, uh, uh-uh, when they there was another when they told me they were closing down the buffet, I was like, thank you, yeah, because I wouldn't want to eat food somebody else been touching or playing with or whatever the case may be, coughing and breathing over. So, but we gotta use wisdom. We really got to use wisdom and not be so paranoid. I'm looking at some other information, and, again, it goes back to where's your faith, and it goes back to Luke 28 again, and it talks about imagine what it would be like to have breakfast with Jesus, picture yourself sitting at McDonald's or these other places with Jesus on the other side. But when we start talking about this and we start thinking about where is your faith, you know, a lot of times, Tammy, it may be hard. People may be going through individuals may, you know, you cannot operate and live in fear. You you really can't because it's so, to me, it's so not worth it. Like I said, I haven't lost no meals, as you can tell, because I ain't lost no doggone weight, and I haven't lost no sleep. But by that same token, I'm not going to let this drive me nuts. I had a woman in the bathroom cracking up yesterday when I was telling her, I said, well, if it is the end and if I go to heaven, I don't know how long I'll be there. Because when I see my mother-in-law, I'm going to knock the crap out of her. I said, the funny part is she's going to hit me back, and we're going to be in here to fight, and we both going to get kicked out. You know, she started rolling. Mm-hmm. You know, I said two things, I don't, and I don't want to be hungry. So sometimes we have to find some humor, because we always say that God mm-hmm. has a Meaning if you want to yeah. make God laugh, that's your plan. Because a lot of times we become right. so serious, Till we don't need to do all of that because God never said stop living. He really didn't. We just have to live right. Any right. comments, questions you want the listeners to know, Tammy? No, that's right. You just got to live right. But part of living right is you gotta use you gotta use wisdom, and you gotta have knowledge. And what goes with knowledge is understanding. You gotta understand what you're dealing with first. Get the knowledge of what you're dealing with, and then use wisdom to follow the guidelines. Mm-hmm. That's it. That is true. That that is so that's true. it. So true. And you, you know, know everybody thinks simple. they know everything, and and causing other people to panic. Don't cause other people to panic. Just just do what you're asked to do. Just do your part. Mm-hmm. That's all you can do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's interesting, Tammy. It's, it's like even when you go into spiritual songs, like you know, if I, I if I you you know, I, I think of and I'll never forget your brother had told me when I was dealing with a lot of stuff when I first met you guys. He was like, listen to gospel music, mm-hmm. and I would listen to the words. I would listen to their trials, mm-hmm. they went through. You could feel it in your soul, and it it, it just gives right. you hope. You know that. You know, it's like, wow, wow. And it's not that you're trying right. to force anything on anybody, but 
If it, if it, I tell people, if it don't work for you, if it let it go, leave it alone. But do something. Right. Don't just sit there and complain and drive yourself crazy over something you have no control over. Now I'm looking at right. something, and it is from, and it's it's written by Pastor David B. Curtis, and it says, "Where's your faith?" And he goes into Mark four thirty-five to forty-one. And he delivered this message, and he said that, what do you do when you're faced with a difficult circumstance? We all like it when things are going smoothly. And by that I mean going the way we want them to go. But what happens when your world is rocked? You lose your job. You suffer financial loss. You get the news of a physical problem. How do you handle the storms of your life? When you encounter an obstacle or face something difficult, and I said difficulty in life, do you exhaust all of your power and skills and resources attempting to fix the problem before turning to the Lord? Usually we right. only succeed in making matters worse. Then when we reach the end of our rope, we are undeniably mm-hmm. in over our heads. We turn to him to bail us out. He becomes our last resort rather than our first resort. If you can right. relate to this, you're not alone. We see this same attitude in Jesus' disciples because his disciples did the same thing. Because you know what, Tim, a lot of times we don't go to him first. We try all this other stuff. You don't mean people investing in those masks and walking around looking all crazy and doing all of this right. stuff because they don't it, – it, it's like, wow. It, it, wow. They try and, – and, and I'm not saying don't try to do something on your own first, but, but when we talk about the faith, what do they really mean by that, Tammy? Because me standing and, you know, them believing in two different things. But what can you add right. to that? Well, walking around with a mask to me is misleading because you don't, you really don't know if the person has the virus or not. So I don't, I think if you're not infected, don't wear the mask. Because mm-hmm. even if you got on the mask and you're not infected and if someone touched you that's infected, the mask ain't going to protect you from it. Got you. We have a caller calling in. Let's see what this person has to want to add to the show. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Pressure Predicaments, Blog Talk Radio number in six seven. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you? Where you this being, is Mother, Mother Perkins? Where you been? Hi. I haven't seen you. I haven't got you in trouble <laughs> in a long time. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I sit by you, nudging you, and we both get in trouble in the church. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I had to tell Pastor Dan to steal. He um, got on me about the casino, said that God was dismantling. What do you say? Somebody, God was dismantling gambling. I want to say, look, that's my second income now. We better leave that low. <laughs> You know, and he's like, he's like, where were you at on Sunday? I said, I only try to come when you preach it. I'm basically, I got tricked. And every time I, if I get tricked, I get in trouble. I'll be sitting there. I know Tammy will be ready to throw a sock in my mouth. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but Tammy, you guys didn't tell me you were preaching on Sunday. So I didn't know. And so well, I wanted to Sometimes when you appear, well, my where I go to church service starts at 9.30 in the morning. And I usually mm-hmm. get there between 9.45 and 10. 
and we're usually out at 11, 11.15, somewhere like that. That's not bad. And you know what, because sometimes no. I'll be coming from college to come down that way because my Sunday clients, they act like they just like, if I tell them I got to go to church, I'd be trying to either see them before I go to church or after I go to church because that's the only mm-hmm. day that I'm in the area. So, um, you know, I can only do so much, and I know I shouldn't be going to see clients seven days a week, but trying to tell these clients that I can't see them, girl, they be having a fit. So, Mother Perkins, what do you want to add to this show when we talk about where is your faith? Well, we're living in a time now where you're going to have to live what you profess or the cover is going to be pulled off. Okay, the the mask is coming. No more masquerade ball. This is the real stuff now because you're having things that are happening in biblical proportions. I mean, they've mm. always happened. Every hundred years we get some kind of a pandemic or something history-wise, but it has never affected America like um, they say this is going to. And mm-hmm. we have as Christians, uh, as, as people of God, we have put on our self-righteous draws and think that, uh, well, you know what, that's them, <laughs> and I'm over here, but that is not biblical either. That That is not biblical either. Now, the word says no weapon formed against you will prosper. Didn't I say it would not form? Right. Uh it, it did not say that it may not touch you, but we have the assurance in the word of God. And I know some people, the hair just stood up on their head. Uh-uh, because Psalm 91 said, it's not coming down my dwelling. Okay. It, 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 that is the word, and that's what we have mm-hmm. to hold to mm-hmm. and believe. Right. But do our actions say that? I can't tell you how many Christians I saw in Costco pushing cars about to knock me off my little riding cart. They didn't even have time to speak, grabbing up stuff. Right. And I was just trying to get some chickens and some fruit. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. and I had to put some strawberries back because they were contaminating them. Asian people were pulling out all the strawberries, picking over them and putting back in the little container what they wanted. So I just put mine back. Because I'm like, I'm not taking this home with me. But we have to, God has called us to to be holy. He's called us to live holy. But he's also called mm-hmm. us to be wise. God did not call us to be ignorant. He said, I've given mm-hmm. you, I have not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. We tend mm-hmm. to forget the sound mind. Because some of this thinking and and stuff that we're putting and posting and saying is not coming from a sound mind. It's coming from a mind that's wrapped up into what's going on around us and where we Mm -hmm. should be. We should be cautious. You should be washing your hands. And I don't think you need a biblical revelation to tell you to be clean. 
but obviously we do. We we need a law and right. a revelation to tell us to be right. clean, be that as what it, it may. But, you know, we have to use <laughs> wisdom and judgment. My daughters mm-hmm. are nurses. They haven't shut down the hospitals, so they have to go to work. And I tell mm-hmm. them, you go to work covered in the blood because the blood still mm-hmm. works now. Oh, we, we done jabbed it up and tried to kick it out and and bring in our nightclub singing and bumping and thumping. But I'm telling you, the saints, the old saints, we said they was ignorant, but they had they knew a secret we didn't know. They said Thank the blood still works. There's word. power yeah. in the blood oh. of Jesus. So you yeah. develop yourself in the blood of Jesus. Just like they backtrack when they were the plagues came upon Egypt. What did Moses say? God told Moses to tell the people to put the blood over their doorpost. And when the yeah. death angel come by, he said, when I see the blood, I'm going to pass over. When he sees oh. the blood, hallelujah, mm-hmm. it's not just going to church and primping and posing and all this mm-hmm. stuff we do doing. But when he sees the blood, when you are blood washed and bought, and he sees the blood, it will pass mm-hmm. over. Now, will it affect you? Will it, it might. It might, but it's not going to do the damage. It's not going to do you. the damage. You have to use wisdom. And I'm just so tired of thinking because we're saved, we got to throw our intellect. And, and our minds out the back door. No, we do not. Mm-mm. You can be saved and intelligent. Now, intelligence has nothing to do with spiritual walk, but without the intelligence, how can you read? How can you understand? How can you communicate? How can you discern? Because you need the Holy Ghost, but the Holy Ghost is going to work on your intelligence to help you to discern right from wrong and good from evil. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, what I, you know uh, uh, <laughs> I'm not saying that to get in an argument, but you know, it, it, it's that time, people of God. It's mm-hmm. that time for those of you who don't know God. I've seen text people say, "Was well, this the same God that sent the virus? That now we got to pray for Him to stop the virus? Your sins sent the virus." <laughs> The pandemic, pandemic pestilence, and all this is spoken of in the Bible is sent in order to change the behavior of sinful people. Mm-hmm. Check your Bible. Every time mm-hmm. the nation sinned, God had to put them in captivity or send some kind of pestilence on them. It's to mm-hmm. change your behavior. America has lost their saltiness. It said, and if the salt has lost its flavor, what good is it? Mm-hmm. What good is it? <laughs> the church has watered down, compromised, we into competition, big buildings, big titles. Everybody got to have 15 letters behind their name and everything else. And I'm not knocking education because I'm a lifelong student learner. But to live holy. To be filled with the Holy Ghost, 
and ask the Holy Ghost to lead and guide you into all truth. It don't, it, uh, I mean, you don't have to have a PhD for that. Mm-hmm. The job requires you to have higher learning and education by all means. Get it. But we mm-hmm. have replaced, we have replaced intellect for the effectiveness and the anointing of the gospel. We mm-hmm. judge anointing now by our educational proudness. Mm-hmm. And that is not the anointing. My educational yeah. proudness can show you what I learned at the school that I went to, but it won't break mm-hmm. the yoke. When you're hurting, when you need deliverance, when you're living in sin, when you can't find your way, when you're in darkness, that ain't going to help you. You need oh, the yeah. anointing of God. Yeah. And in this day and time that we're living in, we need God on our side like never before. Make no mistake, you ain't going to make it through this without God. You won't make it through this being mediocre, watered down, apathetic, or foolish. You're going to need the adulterated word of God. You're going to need to disciple yourself. The Bible said the fruit of the spirit is self-control. You're going to have to discipline yourself. You're going to have to get in your word and read and go to God for yourself. You're going to have to pray. So when we do come in together, when we come in together, because you see they, they're trying to get the churches to shut down. They really can't tell you not to do that because it's violating your constitutional rights. But mm-hmm. they are saying to to stagger your services and all that. It's going to come a time when we won't be able to assemble. It may not be about the coronavirus, but the time is coming. So what yeah. are you going to do? you got to learn how to pray. you got to have that relationship with God to know mm-hmm. that you know that you know that God is able. Mm-hmm. He's able to stand on the promises of God and to live like we're standing on his promises. Without yeah. that faith, with, James said faith without works is dead. I know Paul says, Paul says that your works don't, don't accomplish much because it's by the grace of God. But James said, yeah, but if we have the grace of God and we're walking in oneness with him, you ought to be able to see some fruit. Mm-hmm. And in order to show fruit, you got to work divine. Yes, so we do. have got to live according to the word of God. We need to tie ourselves mm-hmm. up, pull up ourselves. We need to make sure, when if Peter said, make sure your election and calling, your election mm-hmm. and calling. So we need to make sure that we're in the faith. Mm-hmm. We need to make sure, and it's an individual thing. People talking about the saints, the church, the this, the that. But you know what? You are the church. You call yourself mm-hmm. a saint. So it's an individual. It starts individually with me, with you. And then when we come together corporately, we have power. Mm-hmm. We have power because we're on one accord, and the Spirit of God can work and perform miracles. 
you you notice there ain't many miracles in the church now. That's true. Ain't many miracles going on. But he said, the works that I do, I go into the Father and I send you to come so you can do greater works. But you got to be in line with the will and the word of God in order for that to happen. You have to mm-hmm. be on one accord. The church has to have a standard. We have dropped the standard. And we say it's because, well, let them come. We just want them to get in. Well, no, that's your excuse so you don't have to live the word. This ain't about mm-hmm. the sinners coming in. This is about the professing to be and called by God. We need mm-hmm. to let our light shine. We need to get back salty. We're not salty, and I don't mean arrogant and rude and disrespectful, but I mean yeah. seasoned. Season with grace and mercy. Season with the word of God that we mm-hmm. can preserve those that are around us because God is soon to return. Jesus is soon to return. I know people say, I've been mm-hmm. hearing it all my life. Well, okay, yeah. you've been hearing it all your life, but have you been preparing? Because if you read the word of God with any understanding, you see that time is at hand. Mm-hmm. Time is yep. winding down. We're on the clock, and the clock is ticking mm-hmm. down. Well, we've ran out of our time here at Precious City Blog Talk Radio, but I want to leave you guys with two different scriptures. And one comes from John fourteen twenty seven, and it says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. God mm-hmm. gives us his peace and his supplies is limitless. Amen. So if you in the stores and you going crazy, don't do that. Another one Amen. is about is Isaiah mm-hmm. 41 10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Mm-hmm. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen yeah. you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And yeah. God promised to be with us, and our God is both a promise maker and a promise keeper. So yes, he is. when we start talking about our faith, we have to go back to our word, and we have to stand by it and believe it. And, Mother Perkins, I love you. I miss you. You know love you, you always too. make miss you too. <laughs> <laughs> you always make me I'm at the Sunday <laughs> guys, because I do be in the Marietta area on Sunday. So, and you yeah. have to home here sooner than five minutes before the show ends. <laughs> I, I'm, you know what? I, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to let you go. I have this new phone that I got that they paid all that money for. Thing Every time it updates, it cuts my phone off. So if I mm. call, it cuts it off. It rings, and then it cuts off, and I don't know how to fix it. They tried to tell me, but uh, I need to go back to my old phone because and see, can they get a refund on this one? Because it don't got on my nerves. So I, 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 I ask you to please forgive me, but I've been struggling for 30 minutes trying to get on this line, but the phone wouldn't hang up. And then it dawned on me. It dawned on me, use your other phone, dummy. Use your other phone. So I must apologize. But you, but you know what? You worked it out. You worked it out. And you made it through. And we still made sure you said what you had to say. So, 
Thank you.